Hume City continue their great start to the season. Some cracking goals all around Australia. We ask more Roman or Byzantine columns in the NPL. And Branson gets giddy about Liverpool losing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Match Day 3 episode of the Semi-Pro Podcast. Day three is episode of the Semi Pro Potty. I am your host this week and every week, William Chambers. And sitting opposite me this week, no guest this week, but just old mate, Branson Gibson. How are you? Very well, Will. How are you doing, mate? Bloody good. Um, What's happening? Not much. You were a bit concerned. You were looking up something then and you were a bit stressed, weren't you? I was not. I was, okay. I was simply looking ahead at this week's uh, NPL fixtures and, well, not concerned, but more curious about quizzical yes about something that's coming up this weekend in regards to the NPL but we will get to that later we will yeah what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about kits first because that's what we always do and kits are life life are kits um so as always our kit bag segment is brought to you by vintage soccer shirts au uh we love these guys because good kits are close to our heart and they have an excellent range great looking kits um, you know, they just really solved the problem of us having to, you know, ship stuff from overseas and spend lots of money on postage. Um, so they've got a great range here. So check out uh, Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. That is their Instagram handle and VintageSoccerShirtsAU.com. And great kids from all around the world too. You yeah, know, heaps J of... League, Australia, European leagues across the board. Love and it. National, club, everything. Big fan. And it's constantly growing, which is really good. Um, Branson, what are you wearing this week, my friend? Because we've got some kits that are from Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. Absolutely. I am wearing, I believe it is a 2000, 1999, 2000 Ajax home kit. Delicious. Classic Ajax kit. You know, white sleeves, big red panel down the middle. Bloody good. I also do love the, um, and I know this has probably changed in recent years because of how they police where sponsors sit, but it's an unconventional sponsor location. Yes. It's the ABN AMRO running vertically down the, the side of the jersey, and I'm like, great. Well, I don't know if Ajax are the only team that do it like that, but it is sort of a, a classic Ajax look. But Ajax, cool club. Very cool club. Um, I, too, have also got an Ajax jersey on this week. Definite theme this week. Love yes, it. definite theme. Um, I'm wearing the 97, I believe it is, mm-hmm. away jersey. Which is... What a kid. <laughs> it's got a lot going on. Look, I mean, it definitely fits like the retro sort of vibe, but it's uh, borderline amazing, borderline quite ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, I feel like I want to see the designs that this lost to. That are they're awake the, yeah, yeah. The, the designs that are beat out. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so it's so it's dark blue. It's got a big Ajax badge in the middle, which is great. And then below it, it's got five sort of oval medallion shaped, like distorted badges. Yeah, yeah right. Like as in they've been like squished up. Like you know when you first got into Photoshop and you just screw around and you would just be like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you change the dimension. Yeah. I mean, it's also got the classic ABN Amro. Uh, what do you call it? Vertical. Sponsorship yep. text that we went through. And I mean, it's even got the five sort of medallion weird shape logos on both of the sleeves as well. But it's a good kit. Umbro, I love it. One other thing that's weird about my kit, though, is this collar. 
So it's, yeah, so, it's, it's interesting. Sort of, it's like a, a half yours, turtleneck. Well, yours has a proper color, collar mm. with a button, which is great. Mine just sort of has, yeah, like a high neck. Like it's normal at the front, but then it like peaks up at the back as if you would fold it over mm. like a collar. But then it's not a collar, yeah. so you can't fold it I over. I think it would suck to play in. Like if it was hot, <laughs> which admittedly in a winter sport in Europe is probably not hot. But, you know, you'd be lacking a bit of airflow there. Yeah, no, it's great. The other thing I like on the back is there's a tag on the outside that says <laughs> Ajax. And you go, cool. Controversial. You go, cool. Why yeah. not? Love Why it. Why not? Excellent kits from Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. Thank you. Excellent. All right, let's jump into it. Do you know what we didn't do this week? We didn't actually order the games based on importance. So we're just kind of rattling off in in alphabetical order. And by alphabetical, I definitely mean chronological order. Yes. Well, let's, um, let's recap the results first. Well, no, it's, no, let's not. Let's not? Oof. No, I can't be bothered. We'll get, through, we'll get through it. People, if you want to know the results, uh, Google it. Um, <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Um, Brutal. We're going to kick off with the Friday night, though, because we both went to games but didn't go to the games together. No. Trouble in Paradise in the semi-pro potty. Probably not. No, not really. I think we just... Port Melbourne was yeah, closer. I think you, you yeah, no, you messaged me. Well, like, do you want to go to Green Cully? I'm like, kind of can't be fucked with Green Cully tonight. Yeah. Um, so I went to Port Melbourne with my mate Jesse. So Port Melbourne beat Eastern Lions 3-0. And I think I sent a tweet out that said Port Melbourne did exactly to Eastern Lions what we would expect them to do. And they did that. They yep. scored three goals and didn't ship any. Unsurprising result. Yes, unsurprising result. But, got to be honest with you, first 60-odd minutes of it were a lot tighter than I think I expected it to be after the sort of drubbing of... Uh, South Melbourne last week, I was expecting there to be a lot of goals being let in from set pieces. But no, it was actually pretty close, close first 60 minutes, 55, 60 minutes. Um, ball was in midfield a lot. A lot of NPL touches is probably what I'm going to call it, you know, turnover of possession, heavy touches that sort of make a ball that shouldn't be contested, contested and all those sorts of things. Um but the 60th minute, I can't remember who scored uh, the opener. It was just a fine tap in. But then the second one was a really good goal. Uh, I can't remember who scored that one either. Um, what have you done when you've done your prepared for this? I went to the game. <laughs> I saw I was drinking and I was watching it. Um, who scored the second one? Because it was an absolute world. Okay, so for those playing at home, Archibald scored the first. No, that's Stella- a boring one. Stella. Stella, that was one. Stella scored the second. And yes. it was an absolute peach of a goal. And We've then, had some goals of the round contenders this week. But that won't win it. But any other week, I reckon it could have. Because it was a cracker. Yep. Um, and then they rounded it out 3-0. Pretty easy win. Who um, scored the third? Uh, no idea. Connor Guy. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh, nice. I can't believe you. No, I can't so, believe you did the game. You don't know. So the score. only the insightful thing is no, I don't know the score. Um, no, but you didn't know who scored. This is great. Ibrahim was probably the best Port Melbourne player on the park. Okay, um, played really well. So we were actually in the stands with uh, John Hood, who is over from the Welsh Premier League. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so we were talking to him, and he was scathing of Ibrahim. I'm like, no, this guy's playing really well, and. Lo and behold, I think he even made it in the team of the week, but he put on cracking performance, really energetic, um, good skill as well. Took it around a couple of players, created space, created chances, very good performance by him. So, Port Melbourne... Well, their first win of the season. First win of the season. They've not lost. You know, they got no. two draws from the first round, so it's not as though they were panicking, but I just still think they're destined for mid-table. And look, 
if they're going to finish mid-table, then putting three past struggling Eastern Lions is probably what they're going to need mm. to do. So, look, they're still on trajectory for that one. And touching on the Eastern Lions, tough start of the season yeah. just gets a little bit tougher. I think the biggest concern from them is going to be the fact that they've conceded 11 goals yes. and in, in three rounds. And to be fair, apart from Bentley, they've shipped three to... Port Melbourne and five to South, two teams that are not necessarily <laughs> notorious for scoring yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not exactly the most prolific goal scoring teams in the NPL. So that's going to be an, a trend that they're going to need to remedy pretty darn quickly, I imagine. Yeah, and I, look, I will say in their defence, they've played pretty well for 60 minutes, but I mean. Yes, there's another half an hour. I was going to say, it's unfortunate that the game goes for 90. Yeah, so there are signs there that they could maybe, I think, with a bit of time, work on some of their defensive frailties because they they, they played around midfield pretty well and they created some chances and, you know, they they made a good account for themselves, but just not for a full 90 minutes, so... And after the Oakley resurgence last year, I'm reluctant to write any team off, so optimism abound for the Eastern Lions. I like that optimism abound. Um, now, optimism was abound yeah. at Green Gully. It's a terrible segue. Yeah. Um, you went to the Green Gully Neil Abendale 2 game, of course, because you are now the uh, pitch side connoisseur for Avondale. That's one way to put it, yep. Um, <laughs> Talk us through this one, mate. Uh, dominant performance from Avondale. Best performance we've seen from them all year. They controlled the game from the get-go. I think they had a couple of chances within the first five minutes. Didn't take them long to score the first goal. Another goal of the round contender. Blake Carpenter, new boy, came across from Denon on Thunder. Scored a ripper goal straight from a corner. Yeah, like it a lot. Took a corner from the left-hand side, curled it in. Uh, Tyson, the gully keeper, went for the double fist. Didn't get it. And then it just sort of curled into the top corner. And you just go, well, there you go. Yeah, so you got a... Put it on target for it to be a shot on target. It's terrible. Yeah, well, I think uh, he said after the game that he was told to put the ball in the area. And, you know, technically, I guess the back of the net is, is in the area. Yeah. So. I mean, it's actually probably not, if you think about it. Because the goal line is, I would think the area is the 18-yard oh, well, yeah, yeah, box yeah, yes. and the goal line as the boundary. So you actually the goal think, is outside of the area. So you actually think he's mishit it oh, terribly and gone, oh, no, I've kicked it. Oh, imagine if Zocchi just pulled him aside and said, look, I told you yeah. to put it in the area. Yeah. Do that again and you're off. <laughs> in the area, not in the back of the net. Come yeah. on, mate. Um Anyway, uh, so that opened the scoring. Carpenter again involved in Avondale's second goal, set up Valentini for a tap-in five minutes later. And to be honest, uh, that was pretty much game over from there. Really impressed by Avondale. I think they had 19 shots. That's a lot. For the entire game. (laughs) Their conversion rate might be a little bit concerning. 19 shots. Uh, Boland came off the bench. Okay. Stefan Zinni also returned from suspension. I think the big thing for Avanel though, was Ahmed looked good. Mm-hmm. Katavian looked really, really good. He had a poor year last year. He hasn't found the score sheet yet, but I was impressed with him. Valentini's found the back of the net. Carpenter looks at home. I mean, apart from that blip against Oakley in round one, the last two games for Avanel, you're going, all right, they're looking, looking pretty strong. Uh, on the flip side, though, for Gully, same thing as Eastern Lions. A poor start to the year just gets a little bit worse. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they've now lost their first three, lost their first three games. Yeah, and you know we have our secret ladder predictions 
secured away, but I had Gully closer to the pointy end of the season. Oh, sorry, mm. the pointy end of the pointy end of the ladder. Even they do have some injuries. I think Kamara was out. You know, their squad isn't a hundred percent at the moment. There's but, still a lot of season still. to win it back, but it is you do want a good start. You want a good foundation. Um, but you know, look, we saw it with Oakley last year. They just put on that run. But well, look, I. I think Oakley probably had a little bit more in their arsenal yeah, last and, year than... And the other thing for Green Gully, I mean, opening round loss to St. Albans, which they probably would have wanted to win, but then they've lost to Hume and Avondale. So a couple of tough opponents in there. So not a good start, but we will see how they go. Yes. Um, next game, Will. Yeah, jumping onto the next one, and there's a little bit of a, you know, you said that, you know, the, the blip that Avondale had against Oakley... I think there's a lot of parallels between this Oakley and South Melbourne game because very early on the talking point is a straight red card to Portelli for Oakley. Um, oh, I think on the commentary they said that Chris Gleeson, who is you know far more knowledgeable about football than us, thought it was a straight red, and so that's fine. But I don't think it was. It was at about the ten minute mark. Player so, running on Portelli just makes contact with him. It's a foul. But it's whether or not he's the last man. Now, he's on quite an angle, and there was a central defender running in, in, the, in that inside channel. So I'm like, I don't think he is the last man. It's tricky. It's a tough one to judge. You know, like, it, it looks like he is the last man, but then it looks like there's someone to cover there. So if you yeah. sort of look at the letter of the law, is he the last man? Yes. Was it a clear goal-scoring opportunity? No. Probably, probably. I don't think it was. Well, an opportunity yet? I don't know. I've, I've, seen, I've t- seen too many South Melbourne games. They could be fucking one-on-one with a goalkeeper and it's not a clear goal-scoring chance for them. Brutal. <laughs> Savage. Um, don't at me. Um, but please do. Um, so, yeah, look, I think that kind of decided the game. From there, it was actually a pretty even game, which I'm not sure if that's a you know, criticism of South Melbourne or a little bit of a well-done Oakley because... Oakley, with 10 men for 80 minutes, managed to make it a close game. Chances were sort of traded by both sides throughout the game. I I felt like very early on that this one was going to play out as a nil-nil. But then, didn't expect this. Best chance of the night, in the 90th minute, falls to Sawyer. Just butchers it. I mean, he doesn't butcher it, actually. I probably couldn't have done it, but... He's a striker. I'm not. Yes. And it's just like... You'd want him to score He's that. about eight yards out in front, and it's just a ball played into him. He just pretty much has to side foot it. He goes to side foot it, side foot it a metre wide. And it's like, well, if South Melbourne had got a 1-0 win away to Oakley for that, very different kettle of fish we would be talking about in this game. Well, it's sort of two quick points that I want to make about this. It's So firstly, before the game... If you told South Melbourne that they'd come away with the draw, they probably would have taken that. But then, upon reflection of the game, Oakley down to 10 men for 80 minutes, and then that chance late in the game, a draw almost seems like two points dropped for them in the end. Like, it's... it's, Totally. Do do you get what I mean? Like, it's sort of a bit of a, a, a tricky one. Like, on paper, you go, yep, draw, cool, good result. But then you sort of look at the game a little bit close, and you go, okay, probably still a good result, but a missed opportunity. And then very quickly, I want to say, what did we say after match day one? South Melbourne still can't score goals. Then they came out last week. Yeah, scored five. Yeah. Proved me wrong and scored five. This week, back to classic South Melbourne form, yeah. zero goals. Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously a hard one to score against Oakley, but a 10-man Oakley for 80 minutes, 
you probably should, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're a good team. Good team defensively as well. Tough to break down. Very good team. So, look, I think by the balance of it, a draw is probably fair apart from that last chance. But it was a good point for South Melbourne and definitely points dropped for Oakley. If you look at, you know, not the context of the game, but I do think that red card early on decided it. Um, yep. It just, it just made it a way more level game than it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, Bran. You had a look at Heidelberg, three out, tonal one, didn't you? I Good did. goal in this one. There was. Wasn't there? Not this one. I think you're talking That's about Hume. another one. Yep, you're talking yeah. about another one. Anyway, we'll get on to that later. Um, and it se- wasn't even Hume, it was Danny no. City in the Hume <laughs> I game. I was going to say, the semi-professionalism of the semi-pro potty is really sort of coming to the forefront. Oh, well, at least, we're not, day uh, three at, least, at least we're not doing FFA Cup Four. draws. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Uh, so, yes, Heidelberg 3, Altona 1. On paper, looks like a comfortable result, and in the end, it was. But I was impressed by Altona. I thought they showed a little bit of something here, some strong, some positive signs out of this one. Heidelberg uh, took the lead early. Thought after that, though, Altona did really well to create chances. Like, they went behind and they weren't. They weren't out of the game. It's like, oh, no, I think they conceded to go in like the eighth minute. So yeah, it would have been pretty bad. <laughs> like, I mean, it's early yeah. on. So, you know, they could have just gone, well, look, you know, we've conceded now. Game plan's out the window. But they created a bunch of chances, you know, throughout the rest of the first half. I thought they deserved their equaliser. And then in the end, it was two late penalties, both converted mm. by Adrian Zara, that ended up making it 3-1 for Heidelberg. So... Looking at the result for Heidelberg, I mean, they'll be happy with that. I thought they played well as well. They still had what they do. They well, just they play well and they grind out results. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Heidelberg played poorly, and they had plenty of attacking chances early on. Uh, sorry, throughout the entire game as well. And so it's not like the two penalties were like a get out of jail free sort of situation. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I still feel like they would have gone on and won, but they'll be happy with the three points for Altona. Better, I thought. Better signs from them. A bit more of a complete game, whereas last week against Avondale, first 45. Off, yeah. Well, first 20 were good. Next 35, not so good. Second half was better. I thought this was a little bit more complete, apart from maybe the eighth-minute switch off from a corner. But anyway, um, Altona, though, still struggling, still searching for their first win. Good performance, though. I mean, if you if you're playing if you're playing better week on week, you will eventually get there. But I think we both pretty much wrote our toner off this year. So to see them put in a good performance at this stage against a very good team makes me go, mm, okay, maybe you know it's a long season. Maybe they've got a bit of fight in them. Yeah, I mean, some positive signs, but you don't win games on on positive signs. You don't get points for participation. You don't. You don't. No. No. Well, you know, I, you were, I was like the, stopped and pondering as if you were like, actually, maybe you do. I was, you no, I was trying to think of some niche story that I may have heard over the years yeah. where like both... Oh, hang on. If a game gets called off... No, fuck it. Okay, okay moving um, on. Talking about niche stories, I want you to tell me a story about the Dandy Thunder Bentley Greens game. Oh, that's nice. Thank well, you. Let's start at the start. Like all good stories yeah. start. Tell me about it. Um, look, it was... Dandenong Thunder 1, Bentley Greens nil. Um, and it's another great night out in Dandenong. And I think they look like a much different side to last year. You know, 
Dandon on Thunder of Old last year was shipping goals left, right and centre, getting red cards, getting in a lot of trouble, entertaining, but ultimately not productive in some of their sort of momentum and and building some form. But I think they look a very different side to last year. So there were lots of chances created in this game and there were a lot of good, very tight reaction saves from both goalkeepers, actually. Um, but I'd say Dandenong Thunder probably edged, edged it in terms of chances created. Um, that was probably up until about the 60th minute mark. Um, they could have taken the lead earlier, but it was actually Jamal Ali with a super shot across the goalkeeper who broke the deadlock. Um, it was sort of like wide and on the angle, and he just sort of backs himself and takes it. I think there's probably a bit of a danger at Dandenong Thunder at times to just, if in doubt, get it to Barnes. And it was nice to see him not do that. You know, he kind of backed himself and said, yeah, I'm going to get a shot off here. Very, very good finish. Um, but then there was a really good one where later on, so it was 1-0 at this stage, and about the 80th minute, um, there was a speculative lob over the goalkeeper from about 35 yards, which was outstanding. Hits the woodwork, mm. bounces along the goal line, then gets saved and kept out, and everyone's like, did it go in? Because if it goes in, it's, again, really good goals in this round, but it's probably goal of the round, and probably contender for goal of the season. But... Danced along the goal line, didn't go in. So that was a little bit of late excitement. But look, other than that, Dandy Thunder looked good for the 1-0 win. Very different performance to them early last year. Um, and it was well-deserved from Dandy Thunder, who I think has seven points in three games now. They're yep. one of the unbeaten teams. Two yeah. wins, one draw. Yep. Um, good start. Yeah, looking really good. So, yeah, signs out of Dandy Thunder. What do you think of Benley? Nothing wrong with them. I just, like, it's. I feel like it's kind of a moot point to comment on Bentley in the first half of the season because they're just going to well, trans- well, and transition period under Nick Tolios as well yeah again they created chances and they played quite well it was a very energetic game so I'm not concerned it's not as though they were like bereft of ideas or creating chances okay. I think it was just I don't think we're going to see what their sort of performance looks like this season for another 10 weeks or so Love it. Yeah. Um, Brand, you had a look at Hume City 2, Dandy City 1. I did. <laughs> for those uh, for those listening, because of course no one can see, Will's got both arms out. I thought you were going to say something. No, rather than, I was doing the, rather, big, the big referee two hands out play advantage. on. I couldn't tell if the two hands out meant, you know, emergency. There was something. Anyway. <laughs> don't know. Didn't we, do, we do not. Just so you guys know, we have not got an emergency procedure <laughs> in this podcast. If we there should. is a fire... We are fucked. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that was confusing. Way to confuse me. I was not confused by the Hume City, Dandy City scoreline. Terrible segue. Um, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, Hume, perfect start to the season continues. Three wins from three games. Perfect start. But the game did not start off perfectly, though. Dandy City's Nick Kalma. <laughs> Sorry, how do you pronounce Nick Kalma? Nick Kalma. I don't Nick know. Nick I can't know what that was. Nick Kalma. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, this has ruined my segue. So I'm going to start again. Perfect start for Hume. Game did not start off perfectly. Nick Kalma. Okay, Nick Kalma, though. He was the epitome of perfection with his first half strike from 30 yards. Gave Danny City the lead. This is a serious contender for goal yeah. of the round as well. Bouncing ball, coming over his shoulder. Goes, you know what, I'm just going to hit it first time from 30 yards. He does, and it 
thunders in off the post. Was so, it oh, in off the upright or in off the crossbar? I think it was off the upright, was I think it? it was off the upright. Yeah, great uh, goal. Hume City, Michael Weir, left rooted to the spot. Always love that when the goalkeeper doesn't even move. He goes, yep, can't save that even if I tried, so I won't bother. In it goes. Uh, goals in the second half, though, from Lazarides and Cooper completed the comeback for Hume and kept their perfect start rolling. A good performance by then. And mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, mate, Hume City, three wins from three games. Six goals for, one goal against, conceded for the first time this year to a banger. Are Hume the real deal? Um, 100%. I think they were looking good towards the tail end of last season and have carried that momentum into this season. Um, I definitely think they're the real deal because they're playing good football and there's some good character in that, t- that team as well. You know, they, they came from behind in this one. They've put some good performances in there. I think they're going to be a very gritty team to get past this year. And that always bodes well, you know, the teams that I often think in this league are very gritty, like your Heidelbergs, you know, they're always just going to roll up the socks, that's and not a get, saying. Well, yeah, pull their socks up is a yeah. saying, they're going to pull their socks up and get a result. The only thing is that I think they've had a pretty easy-ish start to the season, you know, Dandy City is their first real test. Well, yeah, if we're riding off Green Gully. Well, yeah, because they've not paid well at the start. Mm, So I I think that's the only thing is it'll be good to see them up against the teams that we know are going to be at the top end of the season, like your Oakleys, your Avondales, your Heidelbergs. So when when they play against them, I think that'll be a, a better barometer. But for now, look... Wins are wins, momentum looking good, performances looking good. Um, no reason to say that they are not the real deal this season. And you can only beat the teams who are put in front of you. And so far, they've definitely yeah. definitely done that. It's a bit of a shit criticism to be like, well, they haven't beaten these guys. We'll just have a fucking play it yep. yep, but lots of good signs. Do you know who else has had a cracking start to the season? Ooh, tell me. St. Albans Saints. Ooh. Two nearly... <laughs> It's a weird sound effect. That's my excited noise. Uh, just so you guys know, Branson's downloaded Pokemon Red. Was that? Yes. It's Pokemon Red on his laptop, so he's playing off an emulator. Yeah. And so I feel like that was almost a very Pokemon sound that you made. them like, ooh. Was it? Yeah, definitely. Great. Um, yeah, great. Uh, so it's an Auburn Saints 2 Knights nil in... It's a weird game because they're just... There's a very good relationship between those two clubs. Well, Croatian derby. Yeah. Sister clubs. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, it's if ever there's a club friendly, it's that. Um, so, yeah, looked very nice. Great crowd. Perfect night for it on Sunday. Really angry I didn't get to go, but I think I was getting noodles that night. Sunday, 5 p.m. Good time slot. I think it was Sunday, 5 p.m. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've it was. I've said that. And Not the fucking stupid A League kickoff time of 6 30 on a Sunday. Yes. It's like, who wants to have a Sunday dinner at Amy Park? Yeah. Pull your socks up. Um, so St. Albans take home the points. Uh, they're off to a fly. They're up into second, just behind Hume. Um, good even first half, though, with chances to either side. Midway through the second, I think it was, Bassett scored. Um, he actually had a cracking shot in the first half that hit the upright, and very unlucky not to score from that. So good to see him get on the team sheet. Um, Barisic was then subbed on at the 72nd, scored at the 73rd. Great. So just brilliant. Excellent. Um, not a classic goal by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know... Immediate impact. Immediate, immediate impact. Um, I'm not sure if this tells us more about the Knights or about St. Albans Saints, but look, they've got a great start to the season. They're looking really solid. They're probably the team that I've seen just assimilate themselves into this league so seamlessly. Well, they look more than up for the challenge. Yeah. Like I fully expected them to be sort of in the realms of Eastern Lions. I actually thought Eastern Lions 
would be better defensively than St. Albans, which I'm glad I didn't say that on the podcast because I would have been... Well, you did now, well, so well, well, you know, It was a thought <laughs> rather than an expressed opinion. Mm. But um, they, they look more than up for the pot. Yeah, no, they do. And they're playing good football as well. Knights, credit to them though. I think Knights played okay. Like, I'm not upset by their performance like sometimes I am because they just frustrate the living daylights out of me at times. But they didn't score. They didn't concede any howlers or anything. I don't know. I feel like it was a good performance. It was just a goddamn all-round good day out of football. Yeah, I don't know. And it's we're not going to know the importance of this fixture to... Till later on in the season. It's sort of a weird one. But like the Knights, if you're a finals team, if you want to be a finals team, mm. I still feel like St. Albans is the kind of team that you're going to want to be. Yeah. 100%. And so, you know, the Knights last year sort of filtered in that, you know, eighth, ninth position kind of thing. This year we thought that they might be pushing top six. Again, St. Albans could be more than the real deal. Any yes. of the year you could look at it. You know what? A loss to St. Albans. No big deal. But at this stage, I still think that for the Knights, they'd look at this game and you just go, ah, I just, I just, again, it's, I think I'm going to find it really hard to talk and get excited about the Knights this year because I'm just so utterly convinced. Same with Port Melbourne. I'm so utterly convinced that they will finish seventh and eighth. <laughs> like, it's, it's as if, like, I just, I wonder if the league can just turn around and go, okay, we just acknowledge that Knights and Port Melbourne are not going to, you know, make the finals or be in the relegation zone. So let's just, just every time you come up against them, we're just going to distribute the points throughout the season to sim. You know when you're playing career mode in FIFA and you sim the really boring games? Yes. That's kind of what I'm feeling with Knights and Port Melbourne at the moment. I'm just, I just know that you're going to finish 7th and 8th and I'm finding it very hard to get excited <laughs> by it. <laughs> Interesting. Prove me wrong, teams. Prove me wrong. Um, Look, we've done all the games... We've only got one hot topic this week. Well, we have two. I haven't put mine in. Branson Gibson. Okay, well, I'm going to kick off with my hot topics in NPL Victoria this week. We really need a jingle for that. Yep. Um, We'll get one. My favourite one. Big one this week. FFA Cup draw. Love a good cup draw. Yep. Always exciting. Big cup draw. Drama. Drama. Excitement. Suspense. Suspense is exactly it. And the great unknown. Great unknown, you don't, and then you like that kind of rush of adrenaline when your team gets called, and yes. you're like, oh, "Who have we yeah, got? Who have we got?" And then it's great, great fun, love it a lot. And, you know, and team, also, team gets drawn, you go, "Oh, don't want to face them." Like you, you know, yeah. like the first team comes in, you go, "Please not us, please not yeah. us." Yeah. Um, so that happened, tension, drama, excitement, and then they realised they didn't put all the fucking balls in there. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so, so good. And like they've just kind of gone. Uh, it's probably going to be that sinking pit in your stomach where you've made the draw and you're like, yeah, successful draw, lads. Well done, everyone. Or lads and ladders, yeah. let's be honest. Um, and then the, someone who's just turned around and just picked up a ball. Huh. And then someone's just gone, oh, fuck. Well, I didn't get to see it live. I just saw, you know... Oh, I saw the, the Facebook post yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. When you're like, this is a classic. But I wonder at what stage they realised. It'd yeah. have to be the end. Well, no, it would be. I reckon it would be when there's four teams left. They go, oh, yeah, four teams left. And they go to pick it down. They go, uh-oh, three more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you go, you go, oh, damn. I also but really... That's a, that's a classic. I one. also really so hope good. that it was like an experienced kid called, like... Trevor or something, yeah, and like you know, the the like you can just hear like you know, I don't know, maybe um, who would be who would who, who's sort of high up there in MPL? Peter Philopolis, yeah, oh, no, not that high up though. I was thinking someone like below him, and then um, it's just like you just hear like you hear the players like, and we have 
three balls remaining. Yep. And then you just hear in the background, <laughs> um, and he's just like running for his life. That's just a classic mix-up. And whenever they do the draw, it's like when they do the World Cup or the Champions League. Like when they pull the last ball out, like they always pull it out just to make certain. Yeah. And I always watch that. You go, please. I hope that they put like the same team in there twice, <laughs> or someone's shopping list or something. Yeah. Yeah, like... Well, they pull the ball out and they go, "Well, this is wrong. We have to do the entire thing again." Yeah. So that's the moral of the story: is that the uh, draw is now null and void. They're redoing it. I don't know if they've redone it yet, but uh, uh, they have. Yes. Okay. They, have. they redid it, and it was drama-free second time round. Was it? What were the teams? Uh, it was. So it's early Doherty Cup, early it's round two, isn't it? Yes, so it was like, uh, I think they were adding State League 4 and 5 teams into the mix. Yum. So still not NPL level or NPL 2 or NPL 3 or NPL at all. I should have just left it at NPL level. Uh, Still not NPL level, but still a sham. Yes. Uh, So my hot topic, not so much a hot topic, more an interesting an interesting take. This segment is called Hot Topics. Yeah, well, <laughs> for reflection, it might not be super hot, but it is super interesting. Yeah. So, taking a look at the ladder. Now, we know that the ladder doesn't really sort of matter until about round eight. <laughs> I would actually argue it doesn't matter. I've started to, particularly with Liverpool in the lead, I'm like, Ooh. it just does not matter. Like, every year of my life that goes on, I care less and less about league tables because I'm like, the second you've got finals into it or you've locked it up, it's just... Irrelevant, so... Yeah, so taking a look at it, though, I've noticed a couple of uh, interesting things. So there are five teams who are yet to win a game. They are... It's the, quite a lot. Yeah, after after three rounds. Melbourne Knights, Dandy City, Green Gully, Altona Magic, and Eastern Lions. And then there are one, two, three, four, five teams who are still... Uh, sorry, four... No, five. Yeah, sorry, five yeah. teams who are still undefeated. Yeah, so, so five, a nice bit of symmetry. Yeah, so five teams undefeated, five teams yet to win a game, and then what's that? Four in the middle who have both won and lost. So maybe not the hottest of takes, but I just you know thought no, it was interesting. I know I should be asking this question. Yeah, this deep into our journey into MGL football. How many teams are there? There are four teams. Okay, cool. you definitely know that. You know that. Yeah, Come on, I mate. probably did. You did. Um, Back yourself. Yeah, I couldn't remember four if it was 12 teams, or 4. There, there's 12 in the A-League, isn't there? There's like no, there's 11 in the A-League. Where are Knights in Port Melbourne in the tail at the moment? They're not in 7th and 8th, are they? Well, Port are in 6th and the Knights are in 10th. But yeah, also, okay. as we just said, the latter does not really matter. I just, I, I really do want those two teams to, to just be, be in those seven positions eight for the yeah, entire, for the entire yeah. season. Yeah. Good, just Good. to make me look like some sort of footballing genius. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is probably the sloppiest first half of Seven Pro Party we've had in a while. Mainly it, due ex- to yours, truly, extremely yeah. sloppy. But we enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. Um, we're going to jump off for a break. Join us back very shortly for the second half, where we'll go through the more light-hearted side of football on Match Day Three of Seven Pro Party. Just a reminder that the Semi-Pro Potty is now a burgeoning enterprise, so we are open for partnerships. Um, if you would like to have an ad for your product, business, or company, or literally anything, you just buy a message. Um, here is where we'll put it in the show. If you would like to get in touch with us about any sponsorship or partnerships, or even if it's just something that's happening in the world of football that you want mentioned on our podcast, feel free to use this spot. Email us, show at semipropotty.com. That is show at semipropotty.com. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Match Day 3 episode of Semi Pro Potty. Let us kick it off with the things that we liked. Now, I want to kick it off not with something that I liked. I want to kick it off with something that I loved, oh, William. Something that I absolutely loved. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, we this. all know what brands is going to bring up. Absolutely. And all my fellow Liverpool haters can revel in the fact that Liverpool lost to Watford. Suck a fat one, William. 3-0 <laughs> loss to Watford. Uh, you know I'm not a big Liverpool fan. Uh, <laughs> no sh- shock to everyone on the pod. <laughs> uh, everyone knows that. Uh, I do sympathise with you and my other Liverpool mates. You know, when Liverpool do well, I feel good for you. But apart from that, cannot... <laughs> You looked so angry at the Champions League final. I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah, you were just like, oh, this I fucking was, sucks. Because you rocked up specifically to see us lose. I was happy for you <laughs> and a couple other people, but not for everyone. Anyway, Liverpool lost 3-0 yep. to Watford. Undefeated season, over. Potential longest ever Premier League no, winning I think streak. Is, I think it is still the longest. I think you tied with Manchester City on uh, 18 yeah. wins in a row, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's gone. That's out the window. Invincibles, out the window. And Liverpool... Just no bloody good. Yeah, I would agree with I that I mean, if we, if we talk about teams that uh, Liverpool have struggled to beat this year, uh, Aston Villa, you know, they're not very good. Couldn't, West Ham? Uh, West Ham, yep. Uh, Watford. Yep. And also you drew with Shrewsbury. Yep, Atletico couldn't, Madrid. Couldn't beat Atletico. And you drew, Lost to Napoli as well, yep, I and, and you drew with Shrewsbury. So, essentially what I've done is I've been able to list all of the games that Liverpool has been tested in this year. Branson, mm-hmm. can you do the same for Fulham? Yep. Go on. Oh, shit, no, sorry. The podcast only goes for an hour, so we can't go through all the teams that Fulham can't put fucking goals past. Well, there's only one, well, two. Millwall. Uh, Balls up against Millwall the other week. uh, I was getting, but worse than that was Barnsley. Bottom of the table, Barnsley. At home. And we lost 3-0. I was like, you're kidding. Uh, Um, Anyway, one sort of interesting side note uh, that I saw about that. So since, so you sort of touched it on it there. So Liverpool have lost to Atletico Madrid, struggled to beat West Ham, and then they've been spanked by Watford. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, those three results have occurred since the Irish Manchester United supporting 10-year-old kid wrote a letter to Jurgen Klopp asking oh, him yeah, to stop winning games. Yeah, so ever since then, Liverpool, vulnerable. No good. Who would know that it was some witchcraft Irish... Teenager, not 10 years old. Yeah. Teenager. So, for all those Liverpool fans listening, sorry, but not sorry. And for everyone else who doesn't like Liverpool, let us all just revel in the fact that they lost. And it's it, was pretty, it was a pretty good game, though. Like, to wake up on a Sunday morning and watch that. You didn't even watch it? Yeah, yeah I did. No, I said woke up on a Sunday morning oh, and watch it. Okay. It was on at 4, 4 okay. a.m., I think. Okay. Um, so, watch that, and it was just like, I actually don't think we played that bad. Oh, get out of here. Well, no, we was actually no did. Van Dyke got... Burned. See you later, Liverpool. No, it's actually not bad. Now, we're moving on. I'm not going to let this turn into a will talk about how the loss is actually a good thing. Well, it's absolutely, a, is nah, a good thing. it's a bad thing. You know, you got to you know you got to lose a couple of games throughout a season. Losing to Napoli early on, Arsenal was didn't. a big one. Yeah, but that was ages ago when like the league was just semi professional. <laughs> <laughs> so not true. Bergkamp was just on loan or something. Yeah, 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 like a part time you know, carpenter. You could argue it was actually better then. But... I actually think I did see as well. Uh, slight detour. Uh, I think it's like the anniversary of that Bergkamp goal against uh, Newcastle today. Right. And I saw the replay of it, and it's like every time I see that, it is still for mine. I put myself in the shoes of the defender, and. Just too much shit is happening for that goal. It's so confusing. Because, like, 
He's watching the player turn to his left, I think, and then the ball's going around to his right. He's just standing there, going like, oh, shit, what's happening? And then just gets absolutely yeah. rinsed. Uh, lastly, very quickly, for those playing at home, Fulham dead beat, Preston North End 2-0 on the weekend. Uh, moving on, William. Things we liked. You... Did you retweet a fucking Mitrovic post on the weekend? You did. Yes, because he's... Do not use what? what is now my Twitter account... <laughs> no. You, did you read the caption? Your shitty Fulham stuff. No, did you read the you, caption? You like tried to loosely tie it back to the NPL. You were like, oh, no, would, would Mitrovic no, score this in the NPL? No, you didn't even read the tweet. What was it? It was about the net tattoo. Mitrovic scored a 94th minute winner, solidifying the likelihood of Brand getting a replica yeah, Mitrovic neck tattoo could happen. Would you get? Would you let me do the artwork? Oh no, you're just going to get a replica of it. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe his face. Either. It's really yeah. unoriginal. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go on yeah, with things the bit. We like. yeah. things we like. Things we like. What did you like? So, Friday night, Port Melbourne game. Went with my mate, Jesse. Yep. Um, spoke to a couple of guys, Welsh guys, who were over playing football. Um, one had been over for ages. John Hood has just come over as well. He's looking at sort of joining some clubs in the second half. Great. So, it was really good to kind of talk NPL football with people from around the world. Check out his goal highlights as well. Scored some bangers from distance. So, yep. if he does... He does end up playing in the NPL. I think it'll be a good thing, yep. depend, depending on where he goes. Um, things that I would have thought that you would have liked that you didn't mention earlier on, which I'm yeah, surprised. No, right. yeah. What was the sunset like at Port Melbourne? Sunset was pretty luxurious. It was a bit overcast. I was think it? I'm, maybe, was it? It was a bit maybe, overcast. Maybe you were there. Um, it wasn't as good as it has been, but Ooh. the souver there is great. I do think the food... And also, you can get... Um, oh, what's the grilled cheese? It's not Spanakopita. It's... Halloumi. No, perhaps. No, 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 no. It's not Spanish. Man, I'm the wrong person to be oh, asking. I know. Types of oh, cheeses. such a dick. You guys know what it is. It's the grilled cheese, and it's just like, it's great. So there's really good food and beer at... um. Okay, so very quick, what would you rate the Suger out of 10? Eight. What would you rate the Sunset out of 10? They've also got a vegetarian Suger there. Do they? Yeah. <gasps> and you could probably talk to them about just not putting some garlic sauce in there or something and making it vegan. Ooh, that's got me very excited. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so, Suver 8 out of 10. Sunset, Sunset 6. Ooh, okay. Uh, things that Saganaki, I... Saganaki, that's the grilled cheese. Saganaki. Saganaki. Yeah. Right. Glad we got there in the end. Yeah, right. Uh, things that I liked. Uh, Dandy City versus Hume City. The sign at the Broadmeadows Shopping Centre. How about that? More of that. Community clubs. Put signs in the community. Get out there. I also like... Great to year. see. Yeah. And I think Knights did it with the Derby last year. They had some posters up for it. Yes. That was really good. And they did, they did very well for the FFA Cup game against yeah. Adelaide United. But I think that's... Except gr- the actual game itself. Well, but no. Yes. But, well, you could argue yeah. that the spectacle itself was really good. It was just the on-field it performance. Was. There was a duck wearing a Croatian yeah. jersey. Amazing. Um, really like that. Great to see. Hopefully more clubs... In the NPL can sort of replicate that. FV can get behind it, try to sort of push it because, I mean, we know when you go to games, it's a fantastic experience. Yep. Uh, Sell it. Something else that you liked? Um, it was on Twitter. It was John McKenzie's football art comparison series. So I think I retweeted a couple of them. Go through the entire thread because it's essentially him picking moments in football games that are iconic and pairing them with a piece of art. One of my favourite ones was Luis Suarez biting. Which Chelsea player did he bite? Don't know. Ivanovic? He bought... No. Didn't he, he bought... Didn't he bite two people? He bought... He's been like three people in his career as well. Crazy. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, don't know. No idea. Um, so, yes. He... That was paired with like one of those kind of gothic surreal paintings of just like someone eating someone's arm. Yep. That was really nice. good. Like it a lot. Yep. Uh, cool. So, check that out. That was good. Um, another one that I liked was Anthony Grima post about um, John... Grimer or Grimer? 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 Yeah. Don't know. Six, one, half a dozen of the other, really. Um, J- John Demitsis, uh, he used to be the president of Victorian football. Uh, 
in the eight, in all through the eighties, I think. And he was he can't get out to games anymore because he's a bit old and everything. Um, but Anthony Gramer was showing him that you can watch MPL on your phone now. Which, and when we think about it, is is amazing. It's great. And, like, you know, I feel like this is the reaction whenever there's those really lame videos online that, like, bait in parents that are like, oh, look at this kid playing with a puppy. I'm like, this is fucking lame. That kid should be paying tax. <laughs> um, this is the kind of video equivalent for me. Like, how that makes normal people feel, this video. <laughs> made, I'm like, oh, man, this guy who used to love football can now yeah. watch football. Like, it actually gets me quite emotional. So, so. And quickly touching on that, Chris Gleason mentioned last week when he was on uh, that Optus Sport and KO were in talks about streaming Excellent, the MPL, yeah. and then we saw articles coming out after he said that, sort of confirming that. So yeah. who knows? The MPL might soon become even more accessible. And then we will be out of a job because people will no. be able to see the games that yep. we are quite wrongfully commentating on at times. Um, Bran? Yep. You liked some stuff from the A-League this week. I did, and... Just sort of, you know, a touching on it first. We are not A-League haters. We we do not dislike the A-League. No, we're just a bit we, out of love with it. Yes, we like the A-League. We just think that it should be far better than it should. I have just read the run sheet, though, and under the section of the things we didn't like, yes, I've literally put the A-League. So you're... you're... Well, <laughs> well, I think that might have been left in from last week. No. Oh, it isn't? Okay, anyway, cool. Um, So we're not A-League haters. We're just sort of... We want it to be better than it is. Yeah. You know, we get around it and we just think that the MPL is a better product, better access. Anyway, so I do like it when we see good things in the A-League and we saw some absolute bangers on the weekend. Top-notch, mm. world-class goals. Who was it? Nikolai Topper-Stanley. His scorcher yeah. from 30 yards out. I saw on Twitter apparently it was going at 128 kilometres an hour. Not sure how someone figured that out. But I mean, it, I... I like, Fox it's has literally been ditching cameras from games recently, so I don't think they've got a speed gun there, but... Well, someone might have used some kind of... What you do is it's a standard time measurement where you pick the distance of a shot from 30 yards and it takes that one to hit the back of the net, and then yeah. you get the average speed. Okay, great. Cool. So someone's done that. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Science with, with semi-pro potty, by the way. Yes. Uh, Andrew Naboot's goal against Adelaide United, his first real sort of cracking goal... Of the year, classy finish, blasted it into the top corner, and then Gianni Stesnes for Central Coast Mariners with a bicycle kick. Yeah, so, love a good bicycle kick. Um, that Nabug hole can officially fuck off. Like, but what a hit. Like, that has no... no that looked, No, it was in injury time. The game should have been stopped. But if you haven't seen it, it was sort of like a 45-degree angle. He didn't finesse it. He just blasted it into the top corner. Sort of a FIFA-esque goal, I would yeah. say. If I'd scored it, I would have celebrated, but he shouldn't have celebrated the hack. Yeah. Wow. Um, again, brutal. Uh, so I like that. I like seeing world-class quality stuff in the A-League. Another thing that I liked was St. Albans and their improved, I believe it's a renovated, might be new, the new stand that they have at their home game for the night. Perfect. Yes. Perfect size. I think it's maybe, what, four or five rows? Yeah. Five three, rows? Three, four or five, yeah. So yep. it's, not, it's not super... Huge, and then it's just you know it's tiered. It has seats. It's got puts you up above the game a bit. What do you call the thing at the back? A roof. Well, yeah. Well, it's got a roof and a wall. (laughs) Yeah, at the back. So you're sheltered. Exactly. So protected from the wind. Good for atmosphere as well. Yeah, protected from the elements. Nothing too crazy. I mean, I think every NPL club could look at that and go, "Yep, I'm happy with that." Yeah. Touching on very quickly. 
home fields. We did see a statement from FB during the week saying that Gardner Reserve, where the Eastern Lions are hoping to play, has been approved okay, for games. So, I thought they were doing some work to some of the... Um, there was some there irrigation was bit, yes, underneath it. Yeah, yes. so it's a double sort of double whammy. So the irrig- they've got the irrigation problem, which they have to fix. Monash Council's and got that to was fix the council. That. Yeah. So for anyone who isn't totally across that, uh, I think there was a burst bit of infrastructure, water infrastructure yeah, underneath the stadium the that had made it like a bit dangerous and not yes. fit for play. And yep. so the council turned around really quickly to resolve it because they understand that it's a highly important thing. So that's very good by them. Yes. So the game against Bentley got moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but there was a statement from FB saying that the council are working to remedy that irrigation issue, but that everything else to do with Gardner Reserve has been approved for games. So once that irrigation issue is fixed, Eastern Lions will be playing their home games Bloody at their home good. stadium, which Should is be playing always good okay. news. And will you like Japan? Tell me about it. I mean, so I went to I went to the Studio Ghibli and the MSO thing on Saturday night. Right. Branson has got the most vacant look on his face. And it just made me sit back and realise that the relationship between Australia and Japan is very good. And okay. I think we should be very grateful for that. And I would love to see it come into foot, into NPL football. Okay, there we go. I was, I was waiting for the NPL well, time. Like, you know, obviously, like the Socceroos, we've got a big rivalry with Japan. You yep. know, want that 06 game mm-hmm. in Kaiserslautern, very iconic. Yep. You know, we've had some great Asian, champ- uh, Asian Champions League games between Australian and Japanese clubs over the years. Yep. And I just think that relationship at a, a high level is really good. And I would like to see it happening more in NPL. Yep. I just I just really like Japan. And they made me... Kind of guy for Port Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. Sakai. Sakai for Avondale. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Um, I like this segment a lot. Well, yes. We're sort of kicking one off because everyone thinks it's a bad thing. Well, see, so yeah, this was borderline. Does it fit into what we like? Does it fit into what we don't like? But you reckon it should just be its whole brand new segment, and I'm on board with that. Yeah, so polls of NPL broadcasts. Oof. So we had so another good. poll in the broadcast at Heidelberg versus Altona. Wasn't at pa- it? Yeah, at Pasco Vale's yes. field, C.B. Smith Reserve. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's what makes it a little bit shit. Yeah, it's great. You know? well, and that's what we love about it. We love it because it's a little bit shit, also very good and very exciting. But I want us it's to that get perfect mix. And the reason why I think it's a good thing is I want us to get really proper with our polls at NPL games. So none of this sort of blank stainless steel pole thing. This is probably not stainless steel, but steel pole. If you're like a great club, you've got like columns, right? Yeah, like pillars. Um, and then, you know, maybe if you're, like, sponsored by a major construction company... So just, like, whack a sticker on there or something, yeah, you reckon? Yeah, scar- Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, and this is the whole thing. I know, I've got it. Yeah, you put... You sell it for um, sponsorship. No, no, no. Here's what we do. Don't sell... Well, here's what we do. We go online. Oh, my God. Show, we put stickers of semi-pro potty up absolutely, front of the broadcast. We, yeah, absolutely. We find printyourownstickers.com or whatever on Google. Sorry. <laughs> We print our own semi-pro potty stickers and then we go around to fields with poles in the way, whack a semi-pro potty logo on it, 100%. Like it a lot. Um, and so we also saw a poll, what was it in round one, the St. Albans Green Gully game? There was a big was old poll. Albans? Yeah. Yes, big that old poll. That was literally across all of midfield. Yeah, so But good. again, that was just a boring poll. I think give the polls a bit of character. Yep, brighten them up with multiple semi-pro potty stickers. Maybe write a really nice message on them. 
You know how like hello you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. No, no, no. You know how like you see the uh, in in London, you see the like tube operators writing nice messages on the announcements boards. Yep, just that. Right. Okay. Like you know, maybe it's like on the broadcast, you just got a sign that says, you know, take ten minutes. Life is great. Yeah, take ten minutes. Cool. Take some deep deep breaths today. Okay. Be grateful for what you have. Um, things we didn't like, William. Yeah. Um, didn't like Liverpool losing. That's yes, fine. Yes, love it. Um, and it probably said, comes at a good time. I mean, well, arguably it comes at the worst time because it means. That you didn't break the record for the longest winning oh, no streak. No fucking cares. About yeah, that, I care because it makes you mad. No, it really doesn't. For the those, biggest thing, those... the biggest thing, is winning the league, and we've Will, got that done. So Will looks way. absolutely infuriated. <laughs> he's trying to compose himself, but he's failing miserably. Yeah, not uh, really. you said you didn't like the A League. Yeah, I didn't like the A League. Look, it's just it. the same it? shit, different day of bad crowd numbers. Mm-hmm. Um. The games that could have good crowd numbers, the crowds being mistreated. I understand there's some bad behaviour from quite... An, and we always say it's a handful, but it's happening frequently enough that it's not a handful anymore. There is a culture of bad behaviour in some of those supporter groups and they need to stamp it out and they need to be responsible for it. And on the flip side, there's... Cult, uh, sorry, not cultural at all. Let me fix that up. There's bad behaviour from... Uh, the venues, you know, like we've seen totally. Western United... Like it's... Uh, and they want Western to... United kicking fans out for standing up, telling yeah. the Knicks... Fans, they can't take their shirts and off. And I'm just, it's like the, lots of stuff. the FFA for the last, I'd say the last five years has done absolutely nothing to, you know, stand up for their um, their supporters. And that's why Branson and I don't really go anymore is that it's $30 for a really not fun match day experience. It used to be fun back in the day, but now it's just, it's just not, I'm over it. So and the again, A-League needs to just really have a bit of a hard reset next season, I think. And then hearing about MacArthur sacking their director... Well, I've heard about that too. Well, something like uh, one of the board members is suing the club because he was appointed as the director of football and then got his position became redundant five weeks later. Yeah, it's really... And it's like, hang on, what? And like... I, get, I get these two franchises were set up under the previous regime and I know that I don't think folding clubs is the answer. No, no, they cannot You've got to go through it, but be smart with it. Get Western well, think, United out of that goddamn stadium. Yeah. Be honest, are they building their stadium? And if they're not, set up another deal. Well, Get think, them to play at one of the MPL games. Well, I, think, I think Western United were a little bit hard done by. I think MacArthur will be better prepared simply because they had more time. Mm. Like, you know, they had that extra season to sort of get everything in shape. And, you know, that would have been something that Western but United the, could have done with yeah, the stadium. The, we, you know, they talk about Summer Street. Yeah, you know, like that, that would need some work. But Let's that be honest. Stadium, but that's, that, that bid... Western United was absolutely like dependent upon that stadium yeah. plan, and there's been no talk of it's it being the, built. There's no ground being broken on it. It's still a wasteland out there. So well, yeah, Western they're United was the four years away was when they were going to move into their new stadium, and it's like, what? and Western United insists that there's still a lot of work going on behind the scenes that we can't see, and you're going, well, yeah, that, yeah you're right. Us, I mean, we can't see anything. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. Anyway, A League pissing me off quite yep. a bit at the moment. Okay. Rolling through it, uh, something that I didn't really like and it was also fits into the bizarre category, Category the Bayern Munich versus Hoffenheim game yeah, on the weekend in the Bundesliga. For those who haven't seen it, in the second half there was an offensive banner displayed by Bayern Munich fans directed towards the Hoffenheim owner. Yeah, what was it? Because it wasn't racist, was it? No, I think, I think they called him a wanker or something like that. I, yeah, okay. 
I, I, I don't know. And, of course, it's sort of once everyone said it's offensive, no one's sort of really sharing the photo mm, of, okay. of, of what they... It was okay. the same thing with the red and black block when they made the offensive tweet and yeah, then... Didn't no, apologise for it. Well, but it's like, you know, you don't see the initial tweet and then you, it's deleted. No one will reshare it because they don't want to, you know, give voice to that, which is obviously good. So don't know what it said exactly, but it was directed at the Hoffenheim owner. Mm. And so without getting too into the inner workings of the Bundesliga, uh, Hoffenheim are sort of held in low regard by other teams because they feel like they bankroll their success, like outside of the rules. Anyway, so the game was suspended because of the banner. Uh, The teams left the pitch. The game was threatened to be called off. It resumed with about 30 minutes to go. The teams came back out, but then proceeded to just pass the ball around for 13 minutes. Like they just sort of played it out. Mutually, yeah. and to be fair, at this stage, Bayern Munich were like five six nil. Or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the contest was not in doubt, but like there weren't even goalkeepers in goals. Yeah, like they were just sort of hanging out in midfield, just sort of passing the ball around. So that's kind of nice. I like that. It is, but you know, it's sort of like a bit of an bit of a just a bizarre end to the game. And look, you know, we don't know what the banner said, so if it is offensive and whatever it was. Well, you it's know, obviously it's, offensive it's, for the referee to start the game, but it's like... Well, and the Bayern Munich fans were pretty upset as well, and the Bayern Munich CEO came out after the game, absolutely slammed the fans, saying they're calling them idiots, saying it was disgraceful, all that yeah, sort okay. of stuff. So clearly got a lot of people... Good way to up. deal with it, though. That's, that's, so that's, I know that with the whole racism that's gone on in European football recently, that is the way that you're meant to deal with it. I think the referee is meant to, um, I think, like announce a, a warning over the stadium announcement. So not the referee, but the referee says, yep, there's um, racism going on. They say, stop now or else the game will be stopped. Then the referee stops the game. There's a kind of a protocol to go through. I think the protocol's a bit shit, but for mine, that's the protocol being enacted. And I'm glad that it's being enacted somewhere in Europe. But for mine, I don't know what the banner is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that sort of extension to... But if the CEO comes out afterwards and says that it was bang on behaviour, then yes, it's offensive. Yeah, and a lot of the... Bayern Munich players were pretty uh, pretty upset about it as well. Um, mm. Disappointing. Next segment. Um, I'm going to do a film this week. Okay. Branson Gibson, yeah. because I went to the Ghibli and MSO on the weekend, which yep. you still have no idea what that means, <laughs> I am going to get you to tell me what the film My Neighbour Totoro is about. Do I get a hint? My Neighbour Totoro. Do I get any hint at all? You can ask a question, I'll give you an answer. Is it an anime film? Yep. Okay, cool. So, uh, okay, I'm going to ask another question. Do, uh, do you genuinely expect me to have seen this film? Is this, Or is, is this obscurity? It, it just is wanna... a bit more obscure than the other ones, but right. it is like... If so this would... is not in the realm of a super obvious film that you're aghast that I haven't seen? Uh, no. Right, okay. You My... should see it. Okay, so My Neighbor Tor... Totoro? Totoro. Totoro. Okay, so this is a... Well, you said it's an anime. This is a film about animals. There were animals in it. Go on. Yeah, it's film. Totoro is a tortoise. He is the giant tortoise, you know, the last of his species. You know, what is it? The Galapagos... Yep. Tortoise or whatever, very endangered, can't get it to... Doomed to like 180 years, get somehow endangered. Yeah, well, they, they can't yeah. get him to reproduce or whatever. So yeah. uh, it's all about him and how he lives on his own. He doesn't have any family, doesn't have any friends. All the other animals are 
you know, sort of confused. They're interested. They're going, you know, well, why is he so lonely? Why is he on his own? Uh, and they find out that he's very sad because he has no friends or family. But the other animals befriend him. And at the end of the film, he realizes whilst there aren't any other tortoises of his kind, he's actually been surrounded by his family the whole time. Well, because his friends were his family. Oh, it's very sweet. Beautiful. Teaches people about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And yeah. Great film. I'd still watch it. You're yep. actually quite, for someone who cares very little about films, you've probably got a bit of a future in screenplay. Well, right? so let me just say, I don't not care about films. I just don't watch them. You know, I don't dislike them. I just don't go... Anyway, yep, cool. So, was I close? No, not really. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's it about? Tell me. Uh, and the listeners. In under two, two minutes. Two girls. Uh, uh, either of them tortoises? Into, no. They, Damn it. They move to the country because their mum's sick. Yeah. Uh, you think she's going to die. Oh, it's no. like a bit grim. Yeah. Um, and then they go exploring. And in the woods, they find this creature called Totoro and yep. he kind of like looks like is he a tortoise cool. no he's a big massive fluffy thing he's, he is right. a Totoro that's the, oh, the creature gotcha. is Totoro yeah um, and so they become friends with that and then uh, family complications with the mum being really sick and then the two one of the daughters one of the girls goes missing I think she's drowned and then they go to Totoro Totoro finds them everyone's happy in the end very lovely great yeah. cool Good soundtrack. So both, both our stories had happy endings. Yeah, on Saturday night, that's what I went to go see. It was the symphony orchestra conducted by the guy who did the score okay. with all of it. Very, very good. Branson, I still would watch your film. Awesome. Next segment, Blunder of the Week. So this is the We Could Have Done That segment where we look at something, a a bad piece of footballing or skill or football-related. Some real standouts this week, yep, too. Some, some football-related Activities where we look at it and we go, yep, we as very disorganised, uh, poor footballers, just sort of... Semi-professional podcast, Semi-professional in name and nature we are. We look at that and we go, yeah, we absolutely, we could have done that. Yep. Um, um, first one, obviously, let's just say FV screwing up the FFA cap draw. Not only could we have done that, mm. we, I reckon we could have done better. Oh yeah, we could, sure. have, we, we could have really put a good production quality oh, on that one. Oh, we should so get in touch and go next round of the FFA Cup draw. You know how they do it on Fox Sports, how they have like the guest drawers yeah. for the before the national stage. Semi pro potty oh. should do, we should conduct the draw with with the rules and we'll go, do you know what guys? We're not drawing we're not drawing balls out of a barrel here. We're George not... the giant rabbit is making a reappearance and he's gonna pick the results. Like that. Yep. Um Yeah, very happy with that. We haven't had George on the show in a while. Ah, uh, yeah, we definitely could have done that better. Um, things that we could not have done better. Yep. So this is pretty much about detailing a bit of great skill or something that yes. happened on the weekend. Now, yep. in a round of really, really good goals, both mm-hmm. in the A-League and the NPL... Oh, yep. Couldn't have done any of them. I don't know. I reckon... I reckon, given time, I could maybe hit some of those. Really? Yeah. Which one are you going to hit? The Nick Kalmar 30-yard volley. The good port... Sorry, the good Port Melbourne goal that you saw, Naboot's banger, or the bicycle kick from the Mariners. Well, Which the one, one of those? The Dandy are you City one. The Kalmar over the shoulder ball bubbled first time long range. Yeah, in no, the I upright. could do that one. Yeah, I could do that one. With a bit of time, I could do that one. I want to see it happen. Yeah, right. 
Oh, this would actually be so good. Soccer AM, big fan of that. They've got... Yeah, uh, recreating that. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Bullard, former Fulham player. Uh, what's he do? He goes around and, yeah, tries to replicate goals. So I reckon that could be a new segment on the semi-pro potty. Uh, things we could not have done and we actually go and we test it. And we go, yeah, could, we could, could, could we have done it? Um, anyway, the thing that we definitely could not have done was the Adrian Zara flip. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no like, way. Even watching that, no. I, I had back pain. Yep. Well, so... He scored the penalty and did a front flip. Not even a back flip, a front mm, flip, which mm. I am not a gymnast or a flipper. Of I don't think they're called flippers either. Well, no, but I could not do a flip. Fuck, that's uh, a film we have to bring up. Uh, I'm going to go watch it. I'm absolutely not going to watch it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I could not do a back flip or a front flip. I feel like a front flip would be harder. Yeah, if I, if uh, I had... no, both is hard. Like, again, they're just in the bucket of flips yep. and can't do them. Yep, but he did that, couldn't have done that, and I don't reckon we could have scored any of those bangers in the A-League. Uh, quickly, before we move on to next week, a... Oh, no, what have you done? It's not on the run sheet. It was on the run sheet. You bloody deleted it. Uh, Brand's car update. I did delete it because no one cares. Well, we've done it every episode, so yeah, we're going to give on. a new car update. I have a new car, Will. Do you actually have a new car right now? Yep, absolutely. It's parked out the front of your house. Is that mildly concerning that you've got a meeting at 2 o'clock today to find out if AAP is still going to be a thing that employs you in about three hours? Potentially. Time? Well, <laughs> to clarify, the new car that I have got is a Hyundai, brand new Hyundai i30. <gasps> what? Yep. Really? Yep. And it's 100% a rental. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So... Because you know the i30 is one of my favourite cars. Is it? Yeah, because I just think you've got to support the... The company that supported Supports the A League, yeah, for great, so many dark so years. Brand's car has been sent off to. I can't. Brand just using <laughs> brand the, the big person. car park in the uh, sky. No, not quite. It's been sent off close to Mulgrave. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine Mulgrave, the, the big car the park main, in yeah. the sky? <laughs> the big road sign is like, "Welcome to the big car park in the sky." Uh, it's been sent off for repairs, so hopefully the spider will probably be removed, or I hope it'll be removed. But will the egg? be removed the start of a very good sci-fi movie yeah who knows but uh brand's car sent off to the repair so we'll be cruising around in a snazzy rental car can we go to manny's and listen to miley cyrus absolutely i said absolutely and then realized that you said miley cyrus i mean we can sure you can pick the tunes that is a-okay but yeah there's my car update so new set of wheels for brand love it old set of wheels hopefully coming back at some stage um we've got one of those really chock Build nights of games on Friday night and this, this is, round. And this was the thing that I was concerned about, or that you said I was concerned about, mm. right back at the start of the podcast. Six you, hate, you hated it when we had five. We've now got six oh. Friday night games, everyone. Oopsie. So I'm going to rattle through them. We've got Knights hosting Hume City. Uh, Port Melbourne versus South Melbourne. That'll be very good. Yep. Green Gully versus Heidelberg United. Bentley Greens versus St. Albans Saints. Dandenong City versus Avondale. And Oakley Cannons versus Altona Magic. They are all the Friday night games. Then a Saturday afternoon kickoff for Eastern Lions versus Dandy Thunder. Yes, and that's the one that's potentially at Gardner Reserve. Yeah, and I'm very angry because I'm in New Zealand this weekend yep. and I can't go to the Dandenong City Avondale game. No, I. Because half my trouble is being able to get out there, so I have to rely on. Yes, you haven't got haven't got a car, and unfortunately, Dandenong City play. A reasonable distance away from... I don't even think you get public transport there. It would drop you, like, within about five kilometres of it. We'll Google Maps it. Anyway, um, match of the round? I reckon the one that I'm most intrigued by is Bentley Greens taking on St. Albans. 
I reckon, you know, St. Albans, you know, off to a pretty good start. Bentley have been there or thereabouts. Not amazing, but not bad. Uh, So I reckon that'll be an intriguing one to sort of see where both teams are at. If St. Albans can, you know, even a draw or get Mm. another positive result from this, you look at them and go, yep, they're in really, really good shape, which, I mean, they already are, even if they were to lose. I don't think that would sort of change, but it might be a bit of a reality check. And for Bentley... If they drop points to St. Albans, you sort of go, okay, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Um, Terrible insight. Yeah, great insight. Uh, What are you going to pick? I I don't know. I do think that Knights-Hume game could be good, but... Port Melbourne, South Melbourne could either be a cracker or literally the most boring game of the yeah. round. <laughs> like, it's a bit of a derby. It's a Friday night. Well, it is a great derby. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, one of the more geographically close derbies as well. But, like, by God, if South Melbourne forget how to score and Port Melbourne forget how to score, that is going to be dreary. Well, it's a good barometer for where both these teams will be at the end of the season. True. At the end of the season, we will be here, though. But yes. we're not going to be here for much longer because I think we're done, Bran. Let's wrap yeah. this one up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you on for Match Day 3 at the Semi-Pro Potty. It has been. This has been on the semi rather than the professional yes. edge of More of it. Um, so that mentioned us the bits episode. that you like, the bits that you hate. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We are at Semi-Pro Potty. If you want to email us, get in touch. It is show at semiprepotty.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know which games you're going to, and we will see you around the grounds. We will. Big shout out as well, one more time, to Vintage Soccer Shirts, a you, our friend and partner, supplying with us, supplying us with, sorry, some fantastic IX kits that we are wearing at the moment. Great range of kits, quality products. Check them out, vintagesoccershirtsau.com or on Instagram. William. Love it. Buy some kits, have fun. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys.